Oh, man, today's been kind of a busy day for your man, Dan. The episode, the latest episode of The Last Dan is out, episode 21. It's called Whistleblower. Someone told, but it was for a good reason. Find out why. Mm. And be on the lookout for the Champagne Soccer podcast starting next Wednesday. It'll be here before you know it. What's good with you, Jamal? Yeah, man, we showing people the upper echelon, the luxury life behind the beautiful game. It's going to be epic. It's me, Anthony, Ephraim, my man Marcus is going to be next. That's what's up, man. Sounds like it sounds pretty cool if you're into soccer. Yeah, man. Even if you're not into soccer, this is a perfect podcast to listen to, to teach you about the finer things in life and about the beautiful game of soccer. You will become a fan if you go on the journey with us for a season. It's going to be next, man. World Cup in the fall slash winter, <laughs> it's going to be next level. Yeah, I love uh, listening or watching soccer with people who love it. You know what I'm saying? It makes it definitely puts the game into perspective and makes me respect it because otherwise, you already know, you know, I don't really care about Croquet, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't care about like croquet and fucking polo and all that weird flat bat baseball European sports and shit like that. Cricket right, and all that weird shit. All right, let's talk about your favorite sport. You know, something near and dear to your heart. Football. It's around the corner, man. I know you smell that grass. Yes, I do, man. It's, I'm pretty excited. I'm really more excited about fantasy. You know what I'm saying? I think I lost two championships last year. <laughs> Dan, you don't remember how the L's pulled up. You just know you didn't end up victorious. I think I was in two championships in two leagues and lost both. That's what's up. It's fucking nuts. Like, and I've lo- This is like my third championship that I've lost. I've won two so far, and I've lost like three championships, man. I'm a big Ellie right now. <laughs> salute to that man but hey we were talking yesterday about different positions you know what's the best this that and you made a statement that football is not as fun there's not as much how did you explain it go ahead media dan here i didn't even use the word fun but i didn't say anything bad about it i just said that the talent, like when it comes to like wide receivers and shit, because people and quarterbacks, because people pass so much, and this is a it, it's a good thing. I can't really say it's a bad thing. I just feel like doing a top ten ranking of receivers is like it's there's not too many people that are separate separated from the rest. Like they're all kind of good. Like there's not like Debo Samuel went crazy, Cooper Cup went crazy, but. Can they do it again? Will they do it again? Will they do it for a consistent period of time? Like, I don't even trust nobody's, like, breakout years. I think Tyreek Hill separates himself a lot, obviously, because of his speed. But, yeah. But I just is that going to work with Tua as his quarterback? No. But I just, yeah. feel like, I just feel like, I don't know, man. And it's also, I don't know, there's probably, I think there's a word for it. Like, when you think you remember something, how it is, but it's really not the case. It just seemed like in the 2000s, we were spoiled because we had like Peyton Manning's, Tom Brady's, and like even Phillip Rivers, Michael Vick's, McNabb's. And then we had like T.O., Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, um, Steve Smith, Megatron. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were like 
they separated themselves from like the bottom half of the top 10 or like the number 15 receiver and all that. Like these dudes, like it's just, you know what I mean? Like Devontae Adams, like he's nice. You know, he's my, you know, he's going to be my number one. He's my like favorite receiver, but, and then DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. He's really the best to me, but yeah, that's, that's basically all I mean. Is he hurt or did he get in trouble? I think he was hurt and then got in trouble. Oh, okay. Like Stefan Diggs, he has to be in the top 10, but I don't really rate him like that. True. Why? I just don't think he's – I think he's good, but he's not all that. He's like how I think of A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Like, they're good for today, but they're not really like – you know what I mean? They're not like Lay Fitzgerald and them. They're not on that level. Yeah. He's not better, so... he's not better than Anquan Bolden. Who? Stefan Diggs. How come? He's not. Anquan Bolden, <laughs> he'll catch like 15 uh, catches in a game. Like, he's a dog. He's not better than Anquan Bolden to me. And Anquan Bolden, he has crazy hands. He has His catch radius is ridiculous. And he's a yak dude. Okay. So he was, what, 6'1"? Then he ran 4'7". In the 40, he didn't play like it. Three-time Pro Bowler. That's not bad. He was definitely very nice, but I mean, thanks, Stefan Diggs is going to clear that. He yeah, I have today's, already. Today's it's today's NFL. Anquan Bolden will eat in today's NFL. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, two Pro Bowls, one All Pro. So technically, he is. Uh, Stefan yeah, Diggs he, is not better than Des Bryant. I don't know, man. He's not. I when Des was in his prime, he's not better than that. I didn't see Des Bryant. You know, I wasn't watching the NFL in that era. But, hey, Stephon Diggs led the league in catches and yards before. I know Anquan Bolden never did that. Did Des? I think Des, he led the league in touchdowns and stuff before, right? Or, but basically, or, he yeah. just had, or do, are they just guys with cooler highlights? Nah, Des he led in touch. I don't know if he led in touchdowns, but he was up there. Yeah, he led in touchdowns once. He was also a one-time Pro Bowl or one-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. So they're all kind of similar. It's just out of the three, only Anquan Bolden was never first-team All-Pro, but Stephon Diggs and Des Bryant have been. I don't think they the- Stephon Diggs has ever got like twenty-three catches in a game. I think Anquan Bolden broke a record and did that. No, nah, he didn't. It was uh, what's his name, Calvin. It wasn't Anquan Calvin? Johnson. What other Calvin is it? Yeah, or okay. no, it was Brandon Marshall that had the catches record. Yeah, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I mean, I don't think um, Stefan's better than him. I mean, I don't know. It's all subjective, so it's just based on how they play. Because I've seen a lot of people talk about how Stefan Diggs is one of the best route runners. He's got dirty hands. He's shown that he's not just an indoor hustler because he was balling with the Vikings, and now he's outside in the cold as winds of Buffalo in the western New York still balling. So I don't know. For me, I don't understand where. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me correct myself. I feel like too. one isn't as good because. Let me they all kind of similar. Too. They all the cor- same. None of them correct- are Hall of Famers. Let me They're correct just myself. All nice. I'm about to correct myself too. Anquan Bolden, it wasn't the catches in the game. He set the uh, Waddle just broke his uh, 
rookie record of 100 receptions for a rookie. That's what the record was in yeah. 2003, 2003. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, but yeah, these young guys, they better younger because of this development of these seven on seven and, you know, these contact drills, these one-on-ones that they've been going in at. So wide receivers used to take a while to adjust and now they don't. They come in and cook fast, but a lot of them don't have the longevity. They're not going to be Larry Fitzgerald or Marvin Harrison, especially not no Jerry Rice. So, hey, a lot of these guys, like how nice, what was you say the last, because Anquan Bolden, how long do you think he was a great player? Would you say, what, 10 years? Did he last yeah. that long? Yeah, he lasted 10 years uh, at least. He, um, well, yeah, he well, nine technically, because his last year was with the Ravens. So he was probably good for seven. Yeah, his rookie year, solid. And then injuries, injuries. Yeah, like, yeah, he had a good, you can say, but that's the thing about being a wide receiver. It's like, hey, he was pretty consistent. You can look at his age 34 season, where when with the 49ers, he had 83 catches. 1,062 yards, five touchdowns. That's solid. But his peak, according to, you know, his Pro Bowls was 2003 to 2008. Mm-hmm. So that's my point. It's like, yeah, hey, Anquan Bolden was good, but Stefan Diggs is probably better. Maybe just nah, Anquan nah. Diggs looks cooler. And I think that, like, I don't think Stefan Diggs is better than A.J. Green was or Julio. Like that Julio Dez, AJ Green class, they were nice. Like they were remind reminiscent to me of the people before them. These new ones, maybe I'm just old and being old. Yeah, I think you're just trapped in the 2000s and the nostalgia of your upbringing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because none of this is based really on statistics. It's just based on aesthetics. So maybe those guys look cooler compared to what you're watching now. And I think with passing less back then, it probably stood out more. But certain teams passed more. How do you think Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden was getting all those stats? They had a Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner. Who was they running back? Yeah, I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. It's not like people, whenever they act like the 2000s was dominated by running backs, yeah, they were running the ball more, but there was a lot of teams passing. Even in the late 90s, what the hell were the Vikings doing with Randy Moss and Chris Carter or the greatest show on turf, the Rams? There was a lot of teams starting Ooh. to chuck it. Even Steve Young with a T.O., J.J. Uh, JJ Stokes and R- Jerry Rice. There was a lot of teams chucking the rock back then, too. Who was the um the um Vikings running back? It wasn't Chester, was it? Robert Smith, the light team mm-hmm. guy. Wasn't there, didn't they have a nigga named Chester? Yeah, that was in the 2000s when they were Huff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, no my... disrespect to Stefan Diggs. I, he's the one of the best. I just, I don't know. I just guess I just, and he's been doing it for a minute too. He's like, he's not like no scrub or nothing like that at all. I just, I don't know. He's, I just put he a just doesn't look, he, he just doesn't look cool to you. I guess. It actually does look cool. Like that one play he did where he won the game for the Vikings, that looked tight as shit. I, I put Cooper Cup above him. Yeah, Cooper Cup just had arguably the greatest season in wide receiver history. He, he should, you could argue he is the number one wide receiver right now. Is that maybe why 
it's not as cool because the best wide receiver is a white man? No, because he's not the best wide receiver. Hey, man. Stats, like, I'm not a stat guy. Like, like you said, it's not based on stats for me. Just because you get the most stats, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't mean you're the best. He's not better than DeAndre Hopkins. He's just not. But DeAndre is Hopkins he, is the best. Was like he's yeah, it was. Is he is he as good anymore though? You can't keep holding know, somebody. Yeah, that's my point though. Last year he was hurt. The year before, it's not like he was out of that control either. If I mean, Cooper he, does it again, I'll give it to him. You got like for receivers and shit. I need two years of like doing something. I can't just give you anything off of one year. But Cooper Cup, you said it yourself. He has been good for a few years. This is just. He had an iconic season. He got Super Bowl MVP. But, yeah, this is his first time he made the Pro Bowl. But before that, he's had uh, 2019. He had 94 catches, 1,161 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's, yeah, he's been – I mean, he is basically a slot guy, but this time he just – And I think you're right. I can't I can't grade white football players properly. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 racist. If they're white, I don't I like uh Christian McCaffrey, he was a beast, but I don't respect him that much. He's Even though he was a monster, he was a monster, but look at him, he's gone now. Yeah, I mean he's a running back, you know they don't last long. But I respected Erlacher. Uh well he doesn't respect you. Yeah, I mean most of them don't, but <laughs> neither does Tom Brady. But um you don't Ur- think he respects you? Mm, I don't know. But um yeah, I mean, I I respect the Erlacher. Erlacher, I ain't have nothing bad to say about Erlacher. I like Brian Erlacher as a, as a linebacker. I like he, uh, Zach Thomas. You say you're a man of morals. That's why you don't respect Tom Brady and his cheating dynasty, right? Yeah, if he didn't have all the cheating. And like I said, his, so how do you Adam feel Vinatieri, about DeAndre? Yeah, how do you feel about DeAndre Hopkins being suspended the first six games for cheating? Did he did he know it was cheating? Because they all take performance. Oh, they all take performance enhancing <laughs> things. There's this thing, there's just a list of things that you can and can't take. I'm it's sure. almost like how it's like how cigarettes have been legal for so long, but weed isn't. I mean, it is in Virginia now, but hey, he was taking PEDs, man. Juice man. Hey, That's man. why he's suspended for six games. So if you if he's still your best wide receiver and he's a cheater then you gotta look straight on Tommy B no I don't che- I, look, Tommy no, B never forget took the steroids che- no forget the cheating your kicker Adam Vinatieri won like three of your Super Bowls and your defense it's not like you were the man doing that he you were just a good manager field goal range. Yeah, you were exactly. just a good manager I don't that's not good enough for me to call it's it like a team game it's not good enough for me to hail you as like put you on a pedestal I'm not doing it if your kicker won most of the games for you but the not kicker was but the kicker was in the range because the offense got him there, not just Tom Brady, the whole offense. That's my point. That makes my case even more. That's just not good enough for me. But it's every not like, but not like Michael Jordan. Yeah, but that's the point. It's not the same sport. <laughs> Nobody, uh, it's 11 on 11. What do you mean? Doesn't look, man, it doesn't matter like to me at the end of the day. Like you're going, you know what I'm saying? You can use your stats, you can use whatever you want. When it comes to Tom Brady, yes, he has the most Super Bowls. And, like, I've rooted for him a few times. But, yeah, I just – he's not he's just not up there for me. Sorry, man. All right, what... so name your top ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Start Pat... from ten. Start from no, ten. No, I'm not starting from ten. No, I'm uh, starting from one. Because I don't fun. know. 
I can't do this like that. No, like I used to be able to like. Also, you know you're not I mean? as so be, you don't you only pay attention to the sport for fantasy purposes now. So it's hard to really evaluate it. Yes. Okay, I understand honestly, that. Honestly, like a real, I'm being totally honest. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. I understand. I mean, I get it. That's what and they saying. all pass. I can't tell who's so good compared to the other. Like, is Josh Allen really that much better than Justin Herbert? If so, why? Yeah, he is. Is he that much better? Well, I can't. You can say for Russell because Russell been falling off. Um, like, all right, I'm gonna do my from number one. I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's number two. After um, all that, go ahead. Yeah, Tom Brady's number two. I ain't, I'm not. I'm. I'm like biased. I ain't stupid. But Tom Brady's number two. Um, number three, I'm gonna say Josh Allen. This is where it gets disgusting for me. Um, number five, I'm gonna say. I mean, number four, I'm gonna say Russell Wilson. Um, number five, Matthew Stafford. Number six, uh, Joe Burrow. Number seven, Justin Herbert. Number eight, Lamar. Number nine, Kyler. Number 10, Derek Carr. And what's your criteria for this list? Do you have one? Or just what looks the best to you from what you see? If I was going off what looks the best, then Aaron Rodgers would have made my top 10. He's not in my top 10. True, true. All right. So what is your criteria? <laughs> like now Aaron Rodgers would probably be number three or four, but I don't like that guy that much. What's but your it's criteria? not his fault. It's not his fault. He always he likes to be the main player with a bunch of nobodies. I mean, even though he has pretty good running backs, but his receivers are ass, his defense is not that good. I just don't like that he's on the Green Bay Packers still. Like he wasted a lot of his talent and he doesn't really win. I'm just over all of his skill. He's like new age Peyton Manning who got a ring early so what's your criteria I don't know nigga winning in stats I gotta go off stats I guess now (laughs) because if it was my if it was my criteria what you want me to say I think Lamar's the best and like Kyler Murray niggas who run and Justin Herbert and like Patrick Mahomes well I would say Patrick Mahomes is still the best I don't I can't judge quarterbacks anymore man what am I supposed to go off of like how good they pass (laughs) They all sick. pass good like in the top 10. <laughs> this guy is sick, man. Hey. Like, gotta... what about how is Josh Allen that much better than Russell? How is he that much better? How is Joe Burrow better than Dak? How like what is it that separates it? I don't I don't know. My criteria, well, hey, that's what I'm here for. You're you're supposed to be the diehard football fan, and I'm the casual here. But hey, this is my criteria. I'm, I'm not like... really a diehard sports fan anymore. Yeah, I get it. You you more focus on DJing and the other things in life. I dig it. For me, when I look at quarterbacking, it's about the passing, the accuracy, leading teams to victory. Can you win a playoff game? Have I seen that before? Have you even made the playoffs? Can you overcome adversity? That's what I want to see because a lot of people can throw in. Also, I like it when you're more diverse when you add more to a team for example with your running ability or having a chopper for an arm like Matt Stafford or being a trickster with the football like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers that takes it to the next level too I like to see all that production so this is mine number 10 Derek Carr number nine Russell Wilson 
Number eight, Justin Herbert. Number seven, Joe Burrow. The only reason why I got Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert is because Joe Burrow, I saw him lead his team to a Super Bowl. I saw how the year before he was balling, even before they got Jamar Chase, and how when he got hurt, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is really nice. Then the next day he's healthy, they go to the Super Bowl, still with a trash line. So I like that. Justin Herbert, for you being all this and all that, and you still haven't made the playoffs, that's ugly to me, but you're still nice. Matt Stafford, I'll give you number six because, hey, you were on the Rams for most of your career. You finally left. You won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Lions. Shout out Megatron. You know, your career didn't go completely to waste. You in the Hall of Fame, Megatron. Stafford's going to be in there with you too soon. Number five, Lamar Jackson. Number four. That shocks me. I'm surprised. Rodgers. Wait, wait, wait. Number three, Tom Brady. Number two, Josh Allen. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. I'm surprised you have Lamar at number five. Nah. Because you don't really respect him. You've been waiting for him to fall off for like three years. Nah, I respect him. He's the guy that made me like football again. I just know it's not going to last a long time because his style of play does not allow brothers like him to have long, fruitful careers. So we've already seen the best of Lamar Jackson. I say that all the time. That 2019 season is a top five season in the history of football. We're not going to see that again. Someone run for over 1,200 yards and lead the NFL in passing touchdowns. That's not going to happen. But, hey, he can still improve as a passer. Last year, like we see, Lamar, because of the chance he has a higher ability of getting hurt because of what he runs and throws. He's more susceptible to getting hit. He missed the last five games of the season last year with an ankle injury. That's not going to change. Look, they traded the, his best wide receiver and drafted two tight ends in the draft. So they're about to get really thuggy with this offense, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, good luck. I mean, and he's trying to get a new contract. He changed his header on Twitter to say, I need money. Hey, Ravens ain't trying to give you that money, though. So we'll see what happens with that war, that contract negotiation. Dang, he's trying to, they're, they're about to have a real thuggy offense. Yeah, with tight ends. Yeah, again, (laughs) more tight ends. They want to run and block. Yeah, that's it, man. He's gonna be like he's gonna be like Cam Newton. Yeah, exactly. Like very cool, the hood favorite, but probably not gonna go to the Hall of Fame if you get too many injuries and don't get to have a nice long career. Because Cam Newton was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He was also an MVP. He was actually the best player on the team that went to a Super Bowl. But, you know, injuries geeked up his career. And now he's what, like a football basket-looking brother that likes to wear weird interesting hats. clothes. Yeah, He cuts the holes in his hat so his dreads can come up. I mean, I respected him and Jay-Z on their basket campaign, you know, with their hair. Quick question, think- though. Is there any white quarterbacks or non-throwing quarterbacks? Because I don't want to make it about race. It's not about race. But are there any quarterbacks that don't play Cam Newton style that came in when he did who's still around? What year was he drafted? I think 2010. Yeah, that's when I I wasn't really paying attention to football. I think the only person from his draft that's still around as a quarterback 
isn't it Ryan Tannehill or something? Basically, or I'm that... wondering besides like because Matthew Stafford, he's an old guy basically at this point. Yeah. Um, so it seems like his like him and um Matt Ryan, like they continued like the whole 15 year quarterback type shit. But it seems like in the 2010s, there haven't been there's been a lot of misses at quarterbacks. I guess Russell is somebody who's still around. Um, yeah, well, in Ken's draft, the other quarterbacks that went in the first round is Blaine Gabbert, Big Bust, Christian Ponder, Big Bust. Big Bust. And your man, Jake Locker, Big Bust. Damn. So, yeah, he's the best quarterback in his draft. So, a lot of quarterbacks in the 2000s. Andy Dalton was the second round. Kirk Colin Cousins. Cap- Colin Kaepernick's second round. Kirk Cousins is still around. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, he's in the same draft as uh, Russell Wilson. Mm. So they were a year after Cam, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's Russell and um, Kirk Cousins who were like the only ones that have (laughs) lasted. From the 2010s, yeah, because RG3, you know, injuries, Cam, injuries. Andrew Andrew Luck. Luck, injuries. Yeah, man, it's the game. If you don't protect your quarterback, they're going to be out of here. It's the most valuable asset in the league, but also it's very difficult to protect a statue. You know, that's why people want mobile quarterbacks now. So that's why I have Lamar Jackson, number five, how many quarterbacks he's led his team in Russia in the last, each of the last three years, including two 1000 yard seasons. He's a very good passer. Not great, but he's very good. Last year, he showed the big question that he had to show was, hey, is he able to lead a team to win when they have to come from behind? Because people were starting to look at him like, hey, Lamar and the Ravens, they're just front runners. They play great when they can get ahead and get a lead. But if they have to come from behind, they're cooked. So he had four... um, game winning drives and four uh fourth quarter comebacks last season so i like that and then even though the ravens were the most injured team in the nfl last year and probably nfl history going into the december they had a seven and five record which was number one in the afc so even though he had an ugly roster he was still taken into the playoffs that's why Lamar is a top five quarterback for me because he's asked to do more than any other player and he still produces even when his talent is whack. So now that he's swollen, added 15 pounds of muscle, I hope he stays healthy. I don't want him to play though. He shouldn't play until he gets a new contract. They already saw his importance last year. Like I said, they finished the season 0-5 when he didn't play. That shows you, like, bro, he's our best player. He is the most valuable player in the NFL every year because no one is asked to do as much as he is. Like, Josh Allen led the uh, Bills in running before in rushing yards in the season. But after that, you know what they did? They realized, hey, let's protect them. And what else did they do? Let's give him a superstar wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. He also worked on his accuracy. And now he is basically him and Patrick Mahomes for me. They're 
excuse me, one and two, the best quarterbacks in the league. Like that playoff game they had last year that it went to overtime. So it was an instant classic. Like that was, all right, these two are basically, when they're in the zone, they're unstoppable because they can extend plays. Josh Allen is white Cam Newton with a chopper arm and accurate. So he's a problem. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes is just a sauce lord. We'll see what he looks like now without Tyreek Hill, one of the best weapons in the league. So we'll see how, if he still is the best or if it was it, A, the system, the weapons. That'll be interesting. Yeah, Josh Allen is a fool. Yeah, he's a problem. He's nice. He's really good. He's fun to watch, too. Yeah, that is the thing for me, too. You have to be fun for me to watch. You know, like, for, yeah. to watch. I mean, I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Nah, but I mean, you had Tom Brady, number two. He's not fun for you to watch. You just respect his pedigree. Nah, he was fun to watch when he had Randy Moss. Yeah, that's 15 years ago. And he's fun. I mean, him and Wes Walker were fun to watch. That's 10 years ago. We're yeah, talking about 2022. You had him at I mean, no, he's, he's fun to watch in the Bucks too, because he's old and he's so good that you the defense can't even sometimes t- touch his shoulder pad with their hand. He gets the ball out fast. Like the game <laughs> is so slow to him. He says hike, and even if it looks like there's nothing there, the ball is out. Like he throws before receivers are in their spot. Like it's fun to watch somebody who's played quarterback this long play quarterback. It is it's yeah. different. Like I, if if I'm going to be completely honest and not hate and have no bias, Tom Brady's fun to watch for that. Like we probably won't ever see another quarterback guru like this. Somebody who knows the game 20 years. Like yeah. it looks it looks crazy to see. Yeah, just like LeBron, like for yeah. guys to be that great this long in their careers, it is an anomaly. You're right. The same thing in tennis with Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer, Serena Williams. Um, you know, yeah, Tom Brady is one of one because I think he's about to turn 45. He's sick. They, they don't even like it's not like he's not thinking out there. Like when he <laughs> plays quarterback, he's not thinking about what he's doing. Like he doesn't have to think. He knows everything already. He knows where this linebacker is going to be. He knows what that DB is going to do. Like, these niggas were in elementary school when he was playing. Like, he knows the game more than them, and you can see it. So that's – and his receiving core makes it easier for him, but that shit's fun to see. Like, somebody just, like, make this game look so simple. So he is fun to watch on the Bucks. Okay. That's what's up. So – are you going to give us your top five quarterbacks uh, or top five wide receivers? Sorry. Can we get that? Dang, can we get that? Dang, you're looking in, trying to figure out stuff. Yeah, I want to see what's going on. All, All right. that comparison of Stefan Diggs to Anquan Bolden, that was a good exercise because they all did have similar stats of Des Bryant, Anquan Bolden, Stefan Diggs, and it showed – the level of, hey, they were both very, they're all three of them are great. But it's like, yeah, they're just a, probably a level under Hall of Fame level. But that yeah. was a good comparison. So that's why I want to see what would your top five wide receivers be. All right. Devontae is number one, period. Okay. And that's wow. going to be fun with him and Derek Carr. As you see, I had Derek Carr at number 10 on my quarterback list. I was shocked by that. But that's my people, brother. A lot of people have been giving him his respect. I mean, he he's not whack. He ain't a scrub. You know what I'm saying? But he's in that, he's like in the same lane as like Stefan Diggs and Anquan Bolden and them. 
like like a level under Hall of Famer. Yeah, all right. So number one, Devontae. Number two, no. I'm sorry. Um, it's not what have you done for me lately, but it's DeAndre, man. Mm. That guy's a fool. He's a he's a one man offense. I just don't know if Kyler is doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, they both were hurt as hell last year. Injury all stars. Number three is and Tyler. now he's he's cheating too. He's on steroids allegedly. PEDs. We'll find out. Steroids ain't cheating. What? Steroids is not cheating. Deflating footballs and filming my calls and knowing the play before it happens. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating too. You but can still get your head. Cheating. You can still get your head knocked off with steroids. Nobody care about you being big. Yeah, but um, what if? But what if it deflects the CTE temporarily? <laughs> what do you mean deflects? Hey, man, it might just block you up, so that it the, the hits don't the concussion doesn't hit you. As oh, much. true, true, true. Because you off so much adrenaline, you don't even give a damn where you are. I heard it helps with your hand-eye coordination and all that. Oh, of course. Why do you think Barry Bonds was already a superhuman? And when he took steroids, he became Zeus. <laughs> he was old and hitting 73 home runs at like 38. Because okay. he already had Hall of Fame athleticism, hand-eye coordination. And then with the steroids, it, you know. With that big-ass thing on his arm. Yeah, Exactly. That big brace he had. Yeah, so DeAndre Hopkins, no wonder he could hop over everybody, Moss man. Yeah, I mean, talking about Moss and like four people type shit. Yeah, he was wild. Like that that touchdown he got last season or maybe it was the year before, you know, when Kyler scrambled out the pocket, threw a chopper, and he went up and got it. Yeah, man, that might have been the juice. But So hey, Kyler so- is not in your top ten, right? No. You see how Mitch and Matt got cooked in the playoffs last year? That brother is a, I don't know. And the Cardinals always struggle at the end of the regular season. Like, they start hot, and then they, like, when it gets to December, when it's money time, the same thing with you, Justin Herbert. When it's money time, I didn't see it. So And you didn't have Dak? You didn't have Dak in yours, right? Nah. He's Mm -hmm. good, too, though. But, nah, he's just outside. I like, that's why I had Derek Carr, because he did more with less. And now that he gets his buddy Devontae Adams, I think he's definitely going to solidify himself as a top 10 quarterback. Deshaun Watson didn't make it for me because he's a nasty boy that's probably going to miss most of this season as well. Not probably, he will miss most of this season. So that's why I didn't have him. But all right, let's continue with your list. You got Devontae one, um, DeAndre DeAndre two, two, Tyreek Hill three, correct? Yep, Tyreek Hill's number three. All right. Number four, um, I'm gonna have to say, hmm, damn it. Where is CK? Who? Oh, CK. No, he's not getting. He's not. He's not here. Right? <laughs> oh Lord. I'm trying to decide between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. They're the next two. Then CK. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, what you said? Then CK. Yeah. Oh my God! Look how he said it. Yellow. Yeah, like I, I mean, dog, Cooper Cup's cool, but nah. Let me he see got Super Bowl can. MVP, man. Do you know how many wide receivers have gotten Super Bowl MVP? That's hard. Odell Beckham was going to get it before he got hurt. Yeah, but he got hurt. Whatever. Yeah, so I don't want to hear that bullshit. I hate all that. Like he's like a Jay Z. Jay Z was never really the best. Oh Lord, you just said Cooper Cup so, is Jay Z. <laughs> but when people when people went to jail and died, that made Jay Z be become be able to become the best. But he was never the best, so no. 
Oh, man. So you telling me Jay-Z was never the best rapper alive? Not until Biggie and Tupac died. I mean, okay. So by 1998, he was the man. Well, then not, I don't know, because you had DMX and Nas still. Yeah, Lauren Hill, Eminem. Then you had, then you had 50, 50 Cent was doing shit. And then yeah. Wayne came and took it. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Cup's Jay-Z. But um that's that's nasty. So three was Tyreek Hill. So number four is who? Number four, I would have to say. I guess it's Cooper Cup. <laughs> and then number five. I'm gonna say Jamar Chase. Okay, why do you like him over Justin Jefferson? They're both nice, and I know you said it was tough because I agree with you. They are both the future dons of the of the position, but what made you go with Jamar Chase? Actually, you know what? I'm going to correct myself. Since we're doing all this one-year shit, Debo's number five. All right. Debo, I got to give him his respect, man. Like he went crazy last year. Yeah, just like first I have team to, all pro. Just like I have to give Cooper his respect. And I, like I said, I like Cooper. I think I'm, you know what it is? I told you this. I think because every time I would draft him in fantasy, because I, I know he's nice. He was like, he's kind of like what Adam Thielen was, used to be like, because Adam Thielen used to go crazy too. But not to a Hall of Fame level like this, right? Not like this, but no, Adam Thielen used to go stupid. Like if you had him on your team, he was always in fantasy like a top five receiver, like numbers wise. Mm. Like he, like he, Adam, for at least probably like two years, but they were like, he would go stupid. So I knew Cooper Cup could do that type of shit, but he will always get hurt when I had got him. Yeah, that's how I am with Christian McCaffrey. I took him in back-to-back drafts, did nothing for me. In back-to-back years, at you know the first pick in the league, and he, he did nothing for me, waste man. So I think that's why... Um, I'd be doing that to Cooper, but Cooper did ball out. Like, I'm not going to hate on Cooper. So Cooper's number four. Debo's number five. Um, then I'm going to have to say, I don't know, man. It's a toss-up between Jamar and Justin Jefferson, honestly. But it's it's probably really more Justin Jefferson than Jamar because Justin's done it twice. Jamar's only done it, you know what I mean, once so far. But you could argue he was the best player on a team that went to the Super Bowl. True. You could debate who's the best player. Is it him or Joe Burrow? It's it's him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he even cooked. Then he, he scored in the Super Bowl too, right? Or was yeah, he did, and I think T. Higgins did. I fuck with them niggas so hard. I like T. Higgins. Yeah, they're hard. nice. T. Higgins and I. Yeah, and I like that they worked on the offensive line to you know improve it so that they can be more formidable because yeah they can have they can have a great team for the next decade if they keep you know burrow chase reconstruct that line you know joe mixon he's nice but yeah that's baby, back, that's baby uh levion true true that's, so i mean I hey, so they got a nice offense their defense has gotten better too they've been working on that so hey the Bengals, they can win the division again next year because the Ravens, we'll see what happens with them. Steelers, we know they're going to fall off a little bit with Ben Roethlisberger gone. They now got Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett at quarterback. 
And then uh, the Browns, yeah, Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended most of the year. So it's Jacoby Brissett playing. So we'll see what happens with that. But All right. So I would say Jamar is number six. Is that what number we're on? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I'm going to have to – I'm paying respects now. So I would, I do like Justin Jefferson, but I'm putting Mike Evans above him. Mm, okay. He's done it for longer. He doesn't really live up to his what his potential should be, but I'm gonna put him above at numbers. I'm gonna put him at number seven. I'm gonna put Justin Jefferson at number eight. Okay. And then um, I'm not doing the rest. I don't like anybody else. I do fuck <laughs> with um I do I am gonna give I do like Chris Godwin, but he's in this loaded offense. I'm gonna give uh Washington uh commander some respect. Terry McLaurin's a beast. He's a real Word. he's an actual NFL player. You know, I've always believe that the former name the Redskins they don't have NFL players on their team Mm -hmm. McLaurin's actually an NFL player that they got because I don't know anybody else they got true you know what about now go ahead I was saying you know I don't really care about Chase Young he's nothing until he leaves that team (laughs) and I'm gonna keep screaming that so I know he missed this last most I think he missed all of last year but what about your man Michael Thomas He's oh. not top 10 anymore. Nah, he's not. Mr. Slant. Oh, nah. <laughs> Mr. Slant. You know, I mean, Michael Thomas was cool. Like, I wasn't that much of a fan. Like, I am like with Devontae. But, yeah, nah, I don't, nah, he's not top 10. What about your man, uh, Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb? I don't like them niggas like that. All right. What about Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen's cool. CeeDee Lamb's cool. Amari's not bad, but um, yeah, yeah. Really, it's supposed to be AJ Brown, but you know, I'm not that big of a fan of him. I don't really. Why, why is that? Is it because, because Ryan Tannehill was his quarterback? Probably. Maybe because he Ryan Tannehill was his quarterback. Um, he was being overshadowed to me by Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? I just gotta see more. I just was I was I was blind, I guess, looking. I just wasn't paying enough attention. That's True. what I believe. Because there's a reason why people name him and mention his name. People really, like when he went to the Eagles, that was actually news. I'm thinking. Yeah, that was a big about, deal. I'm like, y'all care about A.J. Brown? Like, he's good, but I mean, he's not like, he ain't like no Julio Jones when he was in his prime. Like, he ain't like that. So, really? So, all right. So, now that seems to be your bar. If you're not a Hall of Famer, don't talk to me. It's like when Stephen A. said, I'm a, uh, what? leg hip and booty or whatever booty leg and hip man if you don't got that don't talk to me it seems like that's the same with you if you don't have if you're not a hall of famer i don't give a damn what you do no nah, because i like adam feeling yeah for fantasy but you, yeah for white guys they can get away for just being good for fantasy but black guys you better be a hall of famer or i'm not computing you and you know uh, obj was my dog yeah, and he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. That's what I'm saying. You have to be a Hall of Famer to be on Jamal's side, bro. He got high standards. I ain't mad at that. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess, dang. But I, I guess, yeah. I mean. That's yeah. true. That's why you don't rate certain basketball players. Like, you're like, hey, what is he going to become? Like, yeah, you want, I want Hall of Famers. I don't have time. I'm too old for just good players. I mean, that's what I feel like when I hear you. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
I like Kevin Looney. <laughs> yeah, good role player on the dynasty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah you can get yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can get away with that. <laughs> good role he's... player on the dynasty. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Damn, still like greatness yeah. bias. Yep. Oh, you got to be on. You have to be on the greatest team of all time for me to talk to you. And I'm height uh, height bias. Like that's why I don't really look at a waddle like that. Yeah, you don't like short wide receivers. I understand. I mean, hey, I like Steve Smith though. Steve Smith was he was that was I I fuck with Steve Smith. He was tight. Yeah, that was your brother. But like I said, another one. He has Hall of Fame numbers. I like Santana Moss. Yeah, all right. He was good. He was good. All right, I respect that. He's he was a baller. I just like ballers. At the end of the day, I don't know. I feel like back then, when you were younger and had time to care about the sport outside of fantasy then you just like ballers. But I think now that you're an adult and you play fantasy as your main uh, gateway to the sport, I think you, hey, you better be producing numbers for me to win or to go to Canton, Ohio. Because if you're not, I don't give a damn. You're, you're not better than Joey Galloway. Damn, Joey Galloway. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you might say that to somebody. Like, hey, you know who was a burner? Joey Galloway. Hey, I almost feel like Stefan's almost not better than uh, See? Heinz Ward. Uh, see, and Heinz Ward, he's a guy that people ask, is he a Hall of Famer? And what did Heinz Ward do that people love? Oh, he played for two Super Bowl champion teams. And he knocked yeah. some linebackers on their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, we he, and our- he was a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. See, Heinz that's from. Yeah, he was a very good player, never great. And I like the I used to like Deshaun Jackson. Oh, one of the greatest deep ball threats of all time. A guy that probably would have been in the Hall of Fame if he didn't, you know. He didn't stop cripping? Yeah, if he didn't just go from team to team. If Well, I mean, Chip Kelly was the one that geeked his career, kind of, because then he just went to Washington and then Tampa Bay and then, yeah, back to Philly. And then he was geeked. He could have been on the Rams and got a ring. And then he said, nah, but that opened up for them to get Odell. So, hey. And Stefan's not better than Andre Johnson. Yeah, Andre Johnson, another guy that people say should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, all right, Deshaun uh, Chad, Jackson. Chad Johnson, too. Yeah, another guy that people say should be in the Hall of Fame. See, that's what I'm saying. You're really, uh, you're really a stingy brother. You're like a woman with high standards. Like, hey, if you're not a <laughs> Hall of Famer, don't talk to me. Yeah, that's I'm hilarious. I mean, I'm trying to think. There has to be some raw receivers that aren't Hall of Famers that I like watching. So. <laughs> no, that's all you want. That's why you keep going back to, oh, yeah, the golden era. Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, uh, Julio, Andre Johnson. You keep going back to the days. Because listening to all those names, we don't have yeah, all those Hall of Famers. Right yeah, but look Hall at of that. Famers. But, but I'm just saying, so don't, it, can I make a case that we were kind of spoiled to have a decade of Andre Johnson Terrell Owens, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson. But that's what this generation is going to experience. Basically, with with Waddle, Chase, Jefferson, Devontae Smith is probably in that class because he's nice too. Like, maybe this will be their generation of, hey, these next wide wide receivers are going to cook. They all came in their first, second year. CeeDee Lamb's another one. Who knows? Now that Amari Cooper is gone, maybe he takes the leap to the next level, being the number one of the Cowboys. 
They gave him that 88. Let's see what's good. That nigga, man. I had him watching. <laughs> He's like Cam Reddish of football. Oh, Lord. Whoa. It's almost like it's, it's like he just doesn't want to be great. He can. I don't know. I think it's just a cowboy curse. Honestly. True. You make, yeah. it seem, you make it seem like Cam Reddish controls his playtime. He was on the team with the Hawks where, hey, they already had a lot of depth at the wings. And then he went to the Knicks where he got hurt and Tom Thibodeau doesn't like youngsters. So, hey. Hey, man, I hope, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope you guys are all right. I really do because I was a big Cam Reddish fan when he was in high school. So I hope that you guys are right. Like, I want him to be nice, but he just seems scary. He just don't seem like how Ant-Man came in. You know what I'm saying? Or how? Yeah, uh, there's a difference when you're the number one pick and the team is going to give you every chance there is yeah. to succeed. Yep, yep, that's true. That's my point. What was Jalen Green's pick? He was the second pick. Why wasn't Cam the second, the top five pick? Because he was the third option on his team. He shouldn't have went to Duke. Yeah. He, he got the Chris Bosh role. He should have mm-hmm. went to another school. Yeah. If, he went, if he went to Georgia Tech or something and got to be the number one option, then, yeah, he would be a top five pick because Anthony Edwards was at Georgia. They suck. So he got to do whatever he wanted. And that's why they're like, oh, they had Anthony Edwards. Yeah, why, the fuck like he, did he, why would he want to go play with Zion and RJ? They thought they was going to win a championship. Yeah, they thought they was going to be, you know, national champs come through the biggest one and done squad of all time. And we going to come through walking the league, take it over. But yeah, it didn't work. That's like why that. I like what Arch Manning is doing. His uncle are basically telling him, nigga, fuck college. You go somewhere that will prepare you for the NFL. Fuck a national championship. That shit don't mean nothing. It's about Super Bowls, nigga. Like go to Texas where you can get be- better for the NFL. Like, but they does w- Texas really make you better for the NFL or is because the coach, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's Texas. all about the coach. It's all about but the coach. You, you, but you've said it before. It's all about the school too. Like, what's the last good quarterback Texas produced? I mean, in this sense, to me, it's all about the quarterback coach, the quarter, like the Duke coach that got the the uh, Danny Dimes nigga drafted. He got yeah, but drafted. he's trash. But he's yeah. Trash. No, but I'm just saying though. <laughs> I'm just saying point. though. I'm just saying though. The coach is why he got evaluated so highly is because yeah, but Steve Sarkeesian, he he doesn't coach all heaters. He coaches some bums too. Jake Locker was one of his products. And we yeah. was laughing at him a few minutes ago. That's what I'm saying. Like Steve Sarkeesian, yeah, oh, I was at Alabama, so I coached Tua and Mac Jones. Wow. They had the greatest wide receivers of all time in college at their disposal. Are you going to have that at Texas? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's cool to go to Texas. Steve Sarkeesian can sell you that. Hey, I was a quarterback whisperer. I coached Carson Palmer back in the day. Yeah, all right. What is that going to do for right now? Like you said, he's about to be at Texas 2023. He got two years at Texas in the Big 12, then one year in the SEC. What if you look nice in the Big 12 and then your last year at the SEC, you get cooked? That's going to mess up your draft stuff. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, oh, that's a risky move. But, hey, I respect them for trying. We'll see. But, yeah, man, uh, before we go. You Wait, wanted... did you do your list? What? You did your wide receiver list? Nah, that was just for you, man. What the hell? Uh, you better say your list. <laughs> I don't have a wide receivers list. 
Why not? Because I don't understand what's going on with that one. It's very shaky. That's what I needed you for. You're the football expert. I mean, I'm, I'm a fantasy expert. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. Football's different, man. I'm old now. It's not the same game. Everybody passes. Everybody looks good. Tannehill even looked good before. So, <laughs> well, that, yeah, he's a regular season baller. So I don't know what's going on. Man, speaking of what's going on, why don't you send us to our last topic by talking about something that had you interested in about the past? All right. Well, this is a real stupid topic. I'm probably going to have uh, each pod. Yeah. I'm going to have a stupid question just to ask Dan. Sometimes things just come across my mind. And I think that Dan answers questions funny because I'd be thinking he don't he ain't gonna really have a real answer. And he'll actually have an answer for it. And it makes me laugh. So I was just wondering. <laughs> Why do you think that Southern rappers, for some reason, of the late 90s, were so infatuated with, like, military shit? Like, like the We Ready song, like, We Ready, and, like, Pastor Troy, he was had a lot of military shit. Mm. Um, fucking um, No Limit with the mm. tanks, and then, like, all the soldier rags and stuff. Like, why were they so... Tupac and even, said he was military-minded. He was trading he, war stories. True. Even left, 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 right, left. Mm-hmm. You don't hold up. Like, why Why were they, you think because they couldn't rap maybe and, and like army chants were good, like easy for them to do? No, nah, I think because people back then, especially black people, they were more patriotic about their country. If you notice, a lot of those brothers and sisters that were rapping and that were military minded in their themes, they either had loved ones that were in the military or they even personally served in the military a little bit or also you got to remember the connectivity of a unit think about the essence of what the military is it's people coming together in a common good to protect and serve the nation now these brothers they tried to take it to their community what happened no limit Percy Miller, Master Pete, he, didn't he say his grandfather served in the military? That's why they were military-minded. That's why they wanted tanks and wanted to be soldiers. Because well, that how was come, the discipline they how had. Come, how come New York rappers weren't trying to be military-minded in the late 90s? Because they, they weren't as patriotic. They didn't have to go to the military to find a way out. Oh. Don't you notice that the more people that try to use that opportunity of the military to get out of the country or small town are normally people from the South. I don't think New Yorkers is as they don't have, they don't, they're not as desperate for options. Yeah, that's true. That's why, hey, wasn't C murder in the military before he went AWOL? A lot of these brothers, yeah, they were. I know Mystical was in the military. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these brothers were really serving our country. That's why it works. And look, they're not look, no limit. Master P, grandfather, he said no limit. That's how we got this hustle. My little brother C Murder was in the military. Then my best artist, Mystical, was in the military. But we gonna thug it out. Camilitary man. Yeah, see, Camillionaire, another another brother that loves his country. You know, he wanted to serve. I mean, didn't uh I think the only northern brother, didn't Papoose have something like that? Oh no, that was Thug Education. Uh yeah, Thug Education. D Block kind of had like that. D, oh yeah, D, but D Block, Mighty. But I feel like they're more like a chain gang, a jail gang. 
I'm just saying, like, just with the, mili- <laughs> with the military, was- military chance. And then uh, 50 Cent was kind of, he was very military. That nigga was like a black <laughs> special ops type shit. Nigga. Yeah, he was a, he was an officer in the Navy SEALs. They had like I'm a soldier boy. Captain- I'm a soldier boy. Right. They had Captain Crunch like jackets. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That watery, watery auto tune. But yeah, I was just wondering because Archie's song came on one day. I think I don't know where I was at, and I was just wondering. I was like, "Why is these? Why?" And then I was, I've been watching a lot of New Orleans shit, so I've been hearing stuff about Soldier Slim, and I was just like, "Why were down south niggas so like military and camo back then?" Like, and then the New Yorkers, the troops, and then the West Coast and the New Yorkers weren't. Yeah, we respect the troops. The South needed the military to get out the ghetto, man. You know that. The West Coast, they had a lot of football themes in the late 90s for some reason. Like Ghetto <laughs> like Heisman. Ghetto Heisman. And then like that's more the early 2000s, isn't that? Isn't that the early 2000s? Yeah. 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 And then like uh this is early 2000s too. The East Siders. I remember Snoop they had like a whole football game and then exhibit was always had football shit going on. I don't know. I just noticed weird themes in rap music uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. The military was very important. Because I that's what I really think it is, bro. People respected the troops, man. They had more respect for the soldiers going out there and fighting for the freedom of our nation and to help the generational wealth trying to acquire that for certain families. Like, hey, this is the first lick of money we got from the military. This is how people got to go to college. So many things. That's why, think about it. Now in this era of this, you know, leftist super we hate america all stars people are now more hiding to say that oh yeah i'm actually i don't feel like that oh no because you look like a weirdo now you can't act like you're down with certain stuff because it's not cool i don't think there would be a mill like shout out soldier boy has he ever put on has he ever put on fatigues nah he needs to he's okay see he didn't even do it he never even has, I don't think he has a picture of him saluting or nothing. <laughs> See, he got away from that. That's when it's post 9-11. I think the kids weren't as patriotic anymore. But it's weird, too, because we weren't really at war in the late 90s. Yeah, but we were in the early 90s. That's how you got your name, right? Yeah. And my dad comes from a small town. And that's why he was able to get out of there. Exactly. You had to get a and did not did it not change the trajectory of your family for the good for positive? One hundred percent. Yes. Without the military, I don't know what the um bro. bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I don't know. Hey, man. Salute the troops, the same thing, man. I'm a first generation American, you know. My brother, Nana, he's in the army right now. He wasn't born in this country, but he came here, found his way, and now he's balling with Uncle Sam, the same as my niece. She's in the Navy doing her thing. I used to have a brother that was in the Navy. I had a lot of cousins that have been in the Army, the Navy. So, hey, it blessed. we got how many friends we know been in the military and it bossed them up. So, hey, man, it blesses brothers. What about the Midwest, though? The Midwest wasn't really doing it. Midwest swine. I mean, yeah, Chicago, you know, they're not as, they're not doing that. They do it in another kind of way. Yeah. And then uh, uh, St. Louis, Cleveland, nah, they don't have time. I think it's really a Southern thing for real that they realized. I mean, shout out Nate Dog. I think he was in the military before he got low. 
but we know he's originally from the South too, from Mississippi. And then of course, Malice was in the military. Yep, see another one. The South, man, see the South, we be going. Hmm. <laughs> salute the troops, man. Yeah, salute the troops. Hey, but yeah, before, that was my dumb question of the day, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe that answer wasn't as entertaining for you, but I really wanted to break it down seriously. Nah, that's funny. Um, just like how you uh broke down the uh sun around the belly button uh tattoo. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of the uh, tattoos, shout out Anthony. He said when we were mentioning the ladies, we we should have mentioned Kelani. Oh, she's yeah. a tattoo done yeah she is she that that answers the question i was asking. remember i was like yo the girls needs she got tats on her face yeah and shout out enchanting she's a tattoo done on the come up too she yeah. signed a gucci she's from texas she's i like it tatted up yeah she, she's she whispers when she raps and i like it yeah yeah she's she's a uh, scary sexy yeah, I don't, I don't really like her tattoos that much, but it ain't my. I don't, I don't. Well, Shout out to oh, yeah. And Summer Walker's tatted up like Amigo too. I like Summer Walker's tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we gotta shout out the sisters that are tatted up too. But you wanted to record earlier this week, so because you're working on a mix, can you let us know what you got cooking up down the pipeline? Just know in Brooklyn. Just know Brooklyn influenced me. I wanted to just. When it comes out, I want it to just do what it do. It'll speak for itself. Oh man, I ain't about, about to be an experience. I've been around the world. I've I hope it's gonna be a lot of Bobby Schmurder on it. You said nah, Brooklyn. It's gonna be a lot of oh hey man, I said Brooklyn. Nah, I ain't I don't need none of that male twerking shit on here. The next one will have some basically. I've gotten my inspiration and spark back in music. That's what's up. Cause I've been using SoundCloud like a social media website. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I never gave up on SoundCloud. I'm still on. No, I'm just an idiot and was being stupid and didn't really like dive in. And now it's like my favorite thing to do all day, every day. I'm on SoundCloud seeing what people like. Like I've just been finding so much music. Like there's so many like producers and artists out there that's just made me excited and i don't care about um mainstream shit at all anymore i'm just that them oh wow mainstream. that's good you don't care about what's hot anymore that's the mainstream good. people suck compared to that's like, good shout out to jarvie shout out to dj jarvie jarv i know he's he's being a positive influence and in making you not care about the charts yeah them niggas suck compared like there's just so many great artists out there that, that aren't on the radio and it's like it's just fun to i feel like i'm in my space like i feel like i'm in the MySpace days and shit again that's what's up now before we go what's the song of the summer so far we almost at the halfway point in july um i'm f-r-e-e fuck nigga free that mean i ain't got worried about fuck nigga cheap all right yeah that, i dig that and for the African community, the song of the summer is Last Last by Burner Boy. I know that for a fact. Yes, I love Burner Boy. You don't. You hate on him. Nah, that's my brother. He had a he had an ugly album that he let Puff Daddy executive produce, but it got him that Grammy. You know, there's some brothers out there that twerk for white approval. 
So he got his award. I'm happy he's back on his African shit because this album is good. I was listening to it on Friday, Widow Say, and that shit was rocking. And you were hating on him because he was scared to come to Ghana to fight that nutcase, Shada Wale. Yeah, yeah, Shada Wale. He just had a show in Nigeria shut down. No problems, okay? Oh, dang. He came to... Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no problems. I don't problems. know Verna's from the streets like Shada is. He's not. He's, his family grew up with, you know, with resources. Do you like... um? Another banger. Whoa. Rima? Rima? He's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's, he's cool. He's not, really, he's not really my steez as much as the others, but he is good. Burner's my nigga. I fuck with Burner Boy a lot. Him and Wiz. Yeah, he's, he's good. Wiz Kid is the king, but yeah, Burner does his thing. For sure. But yeah, last, last Burner Boy. Shout out this uh, Tony Braxton sample. That's rocking. He took a song that was about him breaking up with Steph Dunn and the, you know, what goes on when a brother's trying to get his swag back, trying to get through a breakup and turn into a banger. That shit goes. So for like rap and shit like that, what would you say is your song of the summer? It is that. What you said, Glorilla. Oh, I like that? that. Her name is Gloria. Yeah. Yeah, oh, F-R-E-E. So Dang, isn't rap having a whack summer? <laughs> Nothing else can come to mind? Me, hey, the future album is good. Wait for you. People still like Wait for You, but that's the song of call the summer? It, yeah, that's why I said I wouldn't call that the song of the summer. It's a popular song. The song of the summer is Glorilla. Because last um, year, what was it? Um, Every Chance That I Get? Yeah, and that song, yeah. Damn, rap, what's going on with it again? It, it tricked us. It made it seem like it was getting healthy. <laughs> Once again, these mainstream niggas. Nah, it's not about, it's just about, for how I look at it, rap is like, it's in a weird place. Like the mainstream artists, certain guys are making good projects, but not making the smash singles. And then there's some people that make the smash singles, but they can't make a hit. Like a little baby, he's kind of dropping the bag. Like, you made you dig your first single with V's and 4-2 Doug, and it's remaking a low B-side from a Jeezy tape. Like, oh, he, he's supposed to be the next king, and that's what he's doing. So it's like, I don't know. He about to just come back out and just say a bunch of stuff that people like to hear and repeat in the clubs. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> he's supposed to have the song of the summer. Like, uh, Drake, that album is fire. It's still on repeat for me. I still listen to the Future album, but Drake doesn't have, I don't think any of the songs are going to be Song of the Summer category. Normally, he's the one that would provide it as well. Uh, Kendrick, you know, he's he didn't provide no Song of the Summer. Goodbye. He made his most serious album. Yeah, what I mean, Drake, Sticky, Sticky is big. It's just not big in the bottle popping uh sections yeah well exactly so in the super bowl balling that's not gonna play so it's not the song of the summer so yeah it's the song of the summer yeah it is glorilla damn that's crazy i guessed that one wow <laughs> i mean that was easy you shouldn't be guessing you're a dj you're supposed to have your ears to the streets don't be like how conway the machine was calling out dj sus one and funk, funk flex, flex for being grandpas, you know, and cooked up. Like, yeah, Cardi B, 
she was supposed to have a song of the summer contender, mm-hmm. but that song with Kanye and Little Dirk is spooky. And oh yeah, I never heard it. And Meg, where is she at? You know, still trying to fight allegations, you know. And I fucking played fuck nigga free for this girl's party in March. She didn't know what it was. <laughs> I know she's probably singing that shit. Let's go all out. That shit gets annoying. <laughs> ben had that shit. Hey man, it's the life of being a DJ and being a hip person. You gotta live like that. I've told you times when I saw uh, a young female DJ that I really like. I still like you, girl. She was laughing at T Grizzly first day out, laughing at it, and then she had to play it for a year and <laughs> act like she liked it. So hey, <laughs> so that's the game. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, so you got a Brooklyn mix with no Bobby Shmurda, no Song of the Summer is on it because you said Brooklyn, so. Yeah, no Song of the Summer. I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying Brooklyn because it's what what inspired me, what I was surrounded by, what I heard, and it just makes me happy to see people enjoy music that I would actually want to play, and it's not Moneybag Yo or Lil Baby. Like, I needed to see that because DC is different. You know what I mean? From New York. And they dance in New York. Like, And you're going to the hipster New York session events, not the hood New York sessions. You're not going anywhere people are getting sturdy, correct? Or doing, what's the, or they're twirling. No, they're not twirling where I go. Yeah. So, all right. So that's why. I'm sure there's places in D.C. maybe much, much, much smaller than New York, but there, I'm sure there's hipster cuts in D.C. Yeah, cuts, but New York, everywhere I go, it's like... And you guys are just in hipster land. They'll play music that don't even got words on it. <laughs> that's I like that kind of shit. And it'd be it's good music. So it's like that's what I'm into now. I'm just into good music, period. Well, shout out for to Jarvie for programming you like this. This good. So we're yeah, gonna be good. on the lookout for the mix. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, give sh- show love to your sensei, man. Nah, yeah, shout out to Jarvie. You know what I'm saying? He's been definitely uh I can tell he's um, intentional, being intentional with this. He's trying, yeah. he's trying to wake me up, you know what I mean? Are and you going to be living in New York by the end of the year? Probably not, but I'll probably be there like once a week. True, true. That would be a dope thing to do. I would love to do it. I would drive up there once a week. You know what else pops up once a week? This podcast. Chopper Soup Convos, we out, man. We holler Stay- at y'all next week. Chopper style. You heard it. Champagne soccer. Be on the lookout next Wednesday, the 20th. Sadate is going to be around the corner. When is that mix going to be out, Jamal? Um, I'm aiming for Thursday or Friday. All right. So, hey, be on the lookout for that. We might have to pop up with a little short episode for you to break down this mix too you never know oh yeah it's it, it, i think it'll definitely it'll be fun to break down because it's it's a lot of shit it's all over the place i bet well we all over the place but we together at the same time we connect like water through the sunshine and the gravity man we floating everywhere chopper soup convos we out you can't stop the rain